welcome back to episode two of the Data Protection Tea Break. With me, Tim Lubridge, and with my gaffer, uh, also known as the Data Protection Commissioner, Emma Martins. And we're here to talk today about an event that was held yesterday, the 10th of April, uh, where we initiated and started the whole process of engaging with our regulator community to talk about our events programme and the things that they and we would like to see and the planning that we have ahead over the coming months. So, uh, to start this conversation, I'm going to talk a bit with Emma about what our priorities are, really. I mean, what, what are we hoping to get from this? Well, I think one of the things that we've done in light of the new legislation from last year is to really take time to reflect on what the role of the regulator is and what good looks like and what success looks like. And mostly regulators are quite... Uh, keen to talk about detection and enforcement and infractions and criminality and fines. And there's been a lot of that around the GDPR narrative. But I think what that misses or risks missing is a conversation about how effective prediction of harms and prevention of harms can be in this space. So I think what we were trying to do yesterday and going forward from that is engage with our regulated community to understand what prediction looks like and what prevention looks like from their perspective. So it's all very well us sitting here preaching on about sections of the law, but how can we actually help them to do the right thing with data and to comply with the law? Because if they do that well, then we're not faced with having to detect and enforce as much, and the data harms that we see all around us can be reduced. I mean, that's the aim, and I think that the conversation has to be with the regulator community if we're going to do it well. So I'm going, to, I'm going to ask some, I guess, slightly awkward questions here, but I think we need, do need to explore this. Not everybody is familiar with the concept of regulation and what we're trying to achieve here. When you talk about our regulator community, who, who are you talking about? What do you mean by that? Well, that is a good question, because I mean, first and foremost, the answer to that is any organisation that handles personal data. But of course, what we have to be aware of as a regulator of data protection is that the stakeholders go much further than that because there isn't an individual in this jurisdiction that is not affected in some way by data protection. Every day we're pushing out data about ourselves and what happens to that data matters. So whether you are a small business, whether you're a large business, whether you're in finance, whether you're in health, whether you're a part of government or whether you're a citizen of this jurisdiction, it matters. And so our approach to enforcement and to regulation and to awareness, that all matters and how much time we spend on each of those different areas will have tangible outcomes. I think what we're trying to do is be inclusive, not just focus on one particular sector or one particular group of people, but to spread as much as we haven't got many resources at our disposal, but what we do have, we want to use intelligently and inclusively to get the best outcomes. Thank you. And when you talk about a well-regulated community, what do you think that looks like? I mean, you know, if you were to project over the, the next few years and us investing in such things such as this events programme, etc., what's the outcome of that? What, what does a well-regulated community look like? What does Guernsey look like? And again, that's a really good question. I think, I think broadly what I would say to that is that I would like to see organisations that uh, have responsibility for all of our data comply with the good governance principles that are contained within the law, not just because they're fearful of fines and not because they're frightened of enforcement, but because they understand that that is the right thing to do. Because if you think about the data that follows us around every day, it's our medical record, 
individuals and how people treat that information really does matter to us in terms of our autonomy, our dignity, our privacy. So it's really about engaging, and we talk a lot in this office at the moment, especially about the ethics behind data protection regulations. I think that's a conversation that's been missing a little bit in recent years. We've seen the fallout of that further afield globally with the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica stuff. But if we take it back to basics and understand that this is about human values and human dignity, and that in treating people's data well, we are treating people well. So that's a long-winded answer to your question, but I think it's about wanting to live and regulate in a culture that really does get that and doesn't just comply because... It doesn't know any better and doesn't understand the value of doing so, but it will do so just to avoid a fine. But it's a culture whereby we all value uh, that regulatory environment as being one that supports a good community and a good environment for all of us. We talk about our priorities in ethics a lot. I mean, we explore this a great deal here. Uh, and I know that you've got some very clear ideas on, on how we should prioritise our activities. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where we put our effort, our resources into most regulatory offices, whether it's health and safety or anything you can think of, any area of regulation, there's sort of four, generally four areas of activity. Uh, prediction of harm, prevention of harm, detection of harms, and enforcement where those harms are evident. So a lot of talk around GDPR in 2018 was around the huge fines, and, and they are there. I mean, there is significant enforcement capability now with every single data protection regulator across. Yeah, so I mean, the regulator's got teeth now, which perhaps it didn't have, you know, two years ago. But I think that's kind of interesting. That's given us, yeah, more power, authority. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I know you're right. And I think that there was an element of scaremongering in the lead up to, to May 2018. But what it did do is it put it firmly on the agenda. So I think it was all worth it. And the sort of eye watering fines that you heard talked about. Uh, it put it on board level agendas, which has got to be a good thing. But of course, if you're dealing and focusing primarily on enforcement and detection, first of all, that often relies on an individual having suffered some harm. So the individual comes to us and, and alleges something's happened to their data, which they didn't want to happen, and we investigate that. So the harm's been done, and you're, in a sense, leaving... Uh, detection and, and regulation to the individual who's got a problem at that point that it's very difficult to, to fix. So it's too late. Yeah, exactly. So you're picking up the pieces and, and that's it's not good for the individual, it's not good because it commits resources and time at the regulatory office because uh, enforcement is expensive. So we need to be able to do that and we are able to do that. But thinking about how we can prevent that situation from happening in the first place pushes us back to sort of predict and prevent areas and if we get that right if we understand what the risks are if we understand what businesses need to do this well and then we start to help prevent those harms from happening in the first place and from my perspective that prevention work is about engaging with those organizations who have data to say well listen the law is there it's not there to stop you innovating it's not there to stop you from running your business it's there to make sure that you look after that data and that has got to be a business advantage as well as being just simply the right thing legally and morally and ethically to do. So if we can really understand how effectively to predict and prevent, I think we can minimise the harms and therefore minimise the need for enforcement. Now, don't get me wrong, there will always be a need 
to have enforcement capacity and to respond in the face of willful neglect of, of organisations in, in the face of data protection requirements. But I, certainly in my experience in the community, most people want to do the right thing. Most people are trying to mm -hmm. grapple with quite a complex and, and vast-changing compliance environment um, and they maybe don't have the skills or resources to invest in this and it's a difficult time financially with, with Brexit on the horizon. There's a lot of uncertainty in business and, and sometimes compliance can seem like just a burden, one burden too far. So if we can somehow facilitate good, positive, strong messages that help them deliver, that's got to be a good thing for all of us, not just for them, for the individuals whose data they have and of course for us as a regulator. That leads me very nicely onto the next topic, I think, and concentrating a bit on the predict and prevent area of regulation. Let's talk about what we did yesterday. So, so April the tenth, yesterday we we had an event um, which was very much the, the start of a of a of an engagement with industry. So, talk to me about what we did yesterday. Well, yeah, as a big part of our work around the predict and prevent approach, we want to support businesses in in getting. The information to them that they need uh, and in getting compliance right. So we want to run an events program and, and give them good guidance and good information um, but we're quite keen to make sure that they are part of that process. So we're not just giving them what we think they want, we're giving them what they're telling us they want and what they need. So we've drafted an events program and yesterday we had a number of industry representatives into the office for uh, an event program meeting to discuss that where we got their feedback and talked to them about what we we're planning to do and ask them for honest, anonymous, importantly, uh, feedback about what we're planning on doing and asking them what else they would like to see. So I think that's an, it was an incredibly positive day. Again, it's, it's a joy to deal with engaged regulated community, which I think we really do have here in this jurisdiction, and that's why we want to support them in delivering this as well. So opening our doors and saying, this is, these are our plans to help you do this better. What do you think of them? Can you give us suggestions for improvement? And then we'll crack on and, and get on and deliver, hopefully. We had 25 people here yesterday, and it was a sellout, as they say, but, but obviously it's a sellout of 25 people in a relatively small office area. But certainly I got the feeling that everybody that attended the event was very engaged in it, wanted to talk about some ideas, wanted to talk about our approach as a regulator. Um, but we have to expand it further than just 25 people, don't we? So, so what are we planning to do next? How are we going to grow this into a bigger events programme, or engagement, should I say? Well, it is the first step, and we've got lots of plans uh, ahead of us. And I, I'd encourage anyone that is listening to this to go onto our website and, and contribute and be part of the conversation and feedback to us about what they, they would want. But once we have um, looked at, through the feedback and, and worked through how we want to input that into the events programme, we'll be pushing more information out uh, through our website. So I encourage people to follow us on LinkedIn, sign up to our newsletter to be part of uh, and keep up to date with what we're doing. But this is absolutely the first step of a, of a much wider and longer programme. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Emma. Just to give you a bit of detail behind what Emma's just suggested, if you want to, if you want to connect with us, uh, and if particularly on the public consultation for our events programme, and you want to see what we're talking about here, please go to www.odpa.gg forward slash events hyphen consultation. I'll repeat that odpa.gg forward slash events hyphen consultation and you can see all of the things we've been talking about today. The consultation is open until the 10th of May and we want to hear from you guys.
We really want to hear from you. We want to know what you're thinking, whether this is working for you, whether we're raising awareness, whether we're educating, whether you know we're taking on board your thoughts. So please engage with us. And also, I just wanted to say as a bit of housekeeping, you can follow up follow us by signing up to our newsletter at odpa.gg forward slash odpa hyphen newsletter. And if you're on a social media platform somewhere, our chosen one is LinkedIn. And so please follow us at linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash ODPA. Thanks very much for listening and uh, see you again soon.